Hey, this is Pastor Matt Zola from Fern Creek Christian Church. So glad you're able to tune in with us today. Hey, while you're on your phone, why don't you follow us on social media at Fern Creek CC on Facebook and Instagram and download the Fern Creek Christian Church app today because we want to stay connected with you throughout your week. We hope this message encourages you to become a better follower of Jesus. So without further ado, here's the message. It's so good to be with you this morning. Uh, If you don't know who I am, my name is Matthew. I am the student pastor around here, which means I hang out with our middle school and high school students and absolutely love doing that. Hey, before we jump into the sermon, I want to introduce you to just a a couple, a new family uh, that just joined our church on the screen. This is the Barker family. This is Paul, Janine, Samuel, and Anthony, and they uh, decided to join our church and get baptized last week. So let's welcome them this morning. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't realize how much I loved the Barker family until they walked in with their Bengals gear. So love you guys. Um, we're already best friends. So man, if you're new with us this morning, uh, we are walking through a brand new sermon series called DIY. And it's all about building your faith. And it's just asking the question, how do we feed ourselves spiritually? How do we do that? How do we learn how to feed ourselves spiritually on our own? And there's something special about learning how to do things, right? Learning how to do it yourself. We've, we believe that there's something special about that. Whether you're, you're changing the oil in your car, changing a tire, maybe you're fixing a leaky faucet, there's just something special in the end being able to turn around and say, that's something that I learned how to do myself and I was able to do it. We learned how to DIY, right? In March of 2020, my wife and I had just been married for just a short amount of time, just a couple of years, living in apartments and we decided that we wanted to buy a house. Here's a picture of our house here in Fern Creek. And so in March of 2020, we bought this house. And like most Americans, shortly after that, we found ourselves at home uh, with a lot of downtime on our hands because of COVID shutdown. And so from that, we decided that as a couple, we wanted to do a DIY project together. And so the DIY project we decided to do together was to redo our laundry room. You'll see a picture of what our laundry room looked like when we walked into the house after we bought it. Um, And so we decided to add a couple shelves and different things. And here is what our DIY project finished product looked like. Um, And so we just kind of decided we wanted to do a DIY project together in our first home as husband and wife. And if you have not done that uh, with your spouse, if you've not done a DIY project with your spouse, I would highly recommend it. Um, It is something that builds character, patience, perseverance, I mean the whole nine yards. Uh, You know, if you're one of those couples that is just like, man, we really don't fight that much, we really don't argue, I would encourage you, do a DIY project, (laughs) figure out all that good stuff. Um, But yeah, we we love DIY projects. I honestly think that DIY projects would be a great thing to add to premarital counseling programs. I mean, in the end, you're like, man, if we got through this, we're good. Like, we're good to go. Um, but we love DIY projects. We've, we've done a lot around our house. We're working on building a, a, our, our back patio, uh, working on plans for that. But I specific, specifically, myself, love to learn how to do things and then go do them. And learning how to do things yourself is, is very beneficial. But when it comes to our faith, I believe it's essential. That it's essential that we learn how to feed ourselves spiritually, that we learn that it's, it's not just learning how to do something that will help my faith, but it helps feed us spiritually. We learn how to do that so we're not just dependent on the pastor, not just dependent on the church. 
Look at Proverbs 11, one with me. It says, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. Having balance is key, not only for our physical life, but our spiritual life. It's something that's very important to God. And if you've ever lived out of balance, physically or spiritually, you understand that life can be out of whack sometimes. It can be really messy when things get out of balance, especially when it comes to our spiritual lives. This week, I had read an article about a group of scientists that were in Arizona. They were clearing out a pond, and they, what they were doing in this pond is they are clearing out a group of American bullfrogs, right? And when they were doing this, they found this guy. This guy's name is Goliath. If you can't tell from the picture, he is a giant, giant tadpole. And when they found him, they kind of took him out of the pond and were kind of in awe of this guy named Goliath. And they started to do some research and study on him. And when they did that, what they found out is that Goliath had a hormonal imbalance. And this hormonal imbalance clearly messed with Goliath a little bit. Like he was a little out of whack, right? But this hormonal imbalance caused him to say a tadpole forever. He would never metamorphosize into a frog. This imbalance prevented him from going on to the next stage in life. This really, this hormonal imbalance really prevented Goliath from ever becoming what he was designed to become, right? And this week as I read that article, I couldn't help but be struck with this idea that for us, it's not necessarily a hormonal imbalance that we deal with but it's a, a spiritual intake imbalance. We have this imbalance in our spiritual lives that we've gotten comfortable with this idea that, that we're just a part of the audience, that we're just walking to church and we're just a bystander and that we're coming for a product, right? We, we've gotten okay with this idea and conform to this idea that my relationship with Jesus is just one hour in these pews and there's nothing that I do to feed myself spiritually. And you know, if our relationship with Jesus, if my relationship with Jesus only, if the only thing it consists of is an hour in these pews, or one hour a month, one hour a week in these pews, then we are missing out on the fullness of what Jesus meant when he said, come follow me, right? I believe that we need to experience the fullness of things in life. Like, that's just my personality. I wanna experience the fullness of things in our lives. But when it comes to Jesus especially, I want to experience the fullness of what Jesus has to offer me. You know, it's very easy to be present in a place and not experience its original intentions. You very easily can be present in a place and not experience the fullness of the original intentions, right? You know, you could go to the gym every day and not experience what the gym has to offer, what its intentions are, right? I could go to the gym every day and I could hang out at the smoothie bar and drink as many smoothies as I want, right? But I cannot experience or be involved in the fullness or the original intentions that that gym has to offer. I can do the same with an all-you-can-eat buffet, right? I can go to an all-you-can-eat buffet, I can walk in, go to the salad bar, have one plate of salad, and I can leave and not experience the fullness that that buffet has to offer. It's all you can eat, right? So you very easily can be present in a place and miss out on the fullness, miss out on the original intentions that it has for you. So we need balance in our spiritual lives. It's, it's important to God that, that we have that, that we have the spiritual intake balance, not only balance from like 
on this side from the church and from our pastors, small groups, services like this, Bible studies, but on the other side that we're feeding ourselves spiritually. We need balance in our lives. So we ask the question, how do we do that? How do we experience the fullness of what God has for us? How do we feed ourselves spiritually? And one of the best ways that I feel like that is is through reading scripture. You know, scripture is, is a great way of figuring out how we feed ourselves spiritually. And, and we believe that it's a gift from God. You know, here at Fern Creek, we believe that, that scripture is, is God's inspired word, that, that it's from God, it's about God, and that it's his story woven through every word on the page. And we believe here at Fern Creek that, that it's his story, that, that you have the gospel, the good news, the healer, the helper, the Messiah on every turn of the page in this book. And you know, as a church, we wanna be a church that makes disciples that makes disciples. Like we don't wanna be another fluffy church that, that just wanna tell you what you wanna hear and, and be all nice. We, we wanna be a church that makes disciples that makes disciples. That is our goal here at Fern Creek. And if you believe that a disciple is somebody who knows Jesus, follows Jesus, and is committed to the mission of Jesus, then we must be submerged in the words of Jesus. If you wanna know who Jesus is, read scripture. If you wanna know how to follow him, read scripture. If you wanna know his mission, how to commit to it, read scripture. A lot of us, one hurdle has just kind of been why the Bible, but another hurdle has been translations. Like for some of us, we've kind of been like, I don't know which translation there is, like which direction to go. Uh, part of that has been the confusion of some of those translations, you have kind of old English translations with confusing words like these and thou's and all, all, all kind of things that, that can be confusing at times. Um, for some of us, a hurdle when it comes to diving into scripture that's kind of held us back, when it comes to translations, is the amount of translations. Like, there are thousands of translations that we're like, man, I don't even know which direction to go. My encouragement to you when picking a a translation is to pick one you're gonna use. Pick one as your core daily one that you're reading out of every day. For me, that's the NLT. I love to, to read the NLT, that's what I read, that's what I preach every single week. And so that could be the NLT, it could be the NIV, I think those are, are great core ones. But the best advice I've been given when it comes to translations is to pick one you're gonna use. If you pick one that you're not gonna use, it's useless, right? So my encouragement to you is find a translation that you're going to use because the best one, the best translation is one that you're going to use, right? So today what we're gonna do instead of just telling you, me trying to sound extremely smart up here and show you this big theological way of how to read scripture, I'm gonna show you a simple way and we're going to do it together. Instead of just saying, hey, here's how it is, good luck. I'm gonna give you a tool. So you have a card in the back of your pew. Go ahead and grab that. Uh, you should have some pins back there as well. You're looking for a card that has like a little blue marker and it says soaps from top to bottom on it. Um, if there's not one around you, there are throughout the empty seats, so feel free to jump up and grab one of those. But as you grab one of those, I, I love this card because it's a simple way of how to read your Bible. And really, it's for me a great bookmarker of, of just that it's a reminder, reminder of what to do when reading scripture. And this great tool can help you with two verses or it can help you with 20 verses. So I love that. But as we read scripture today and as you do this from here on out, what I want you to focus in on is the quality 
of Scripture and not necessarily the quantity. And that's what this really does well, is it really helps to narrow your focus in on the quality, not necessarily the quantity. Before we jump into that, I want to ask you a question. When you go to read Scripture, what's one of the first things that you end up doing, right? What's the first step? For most of us, our first step is we just open Scripture and we just go full head of steam and start reading, right? That's something that I have struggled with in the past and still to this day have to remind myself that when I do that, I'm missing out on one of the most important steps when it comes to reading Scripture, and that's the Spirit. This past couple of months, our staff had this opportunity to go to a discipleship conference, and while we were there, we had the opportunity to go to a workshop that was on the Spirit. There was a guy named Dave Claitlin that is doing some really cool stuff in Nashville that was teaching on the Spirit. And to illustrate the Spirit, he had kind of talked about a story of his wedding day. Him and his wife had gotten married there at Vanderbilt University, and they had one of those weddings where you start in one place uh, for the ceremony, and then you'll go to the next for the reception. And so he had explained that they had done the ceremony, uh, they have taken some wedding pictures with the party, and they were headed to the other location where the reception was going to be held. And so he had kind of taken off for that, and when he did, he had gotten a phone call from his wife asking him, where are you? And his heart sinks into his stomach, realizing that he was responsible for taking his wife to the reception, and he had forgotten her at the ceremony. Um, so Dave, knowing that they have lasted about 20 minutes into their marriage before everything was going to explode, um, he turns around and goes to pick his wife up. And as his wife comes into the car, knowing who Dave was, you know, Dave was one of those extroverted guys, would have gone on to the reception, grabbed a bite to eat, seen some family and friends, hung out for a little bit. This is what she said when she got in the car after Dave had forgotten her. She said, Dave, I just wanna know one thing. How long would it have taken you to notice I wasn't there? Wow, wow right. That, when I heard that story, it just amazed me. But that's what I feel like at times we do with the Spirit. Like, we're, when we read Scripture, like, we're just full head of steam, we open it up. I know one thing, I, I don't want to experience or feel the way that Dave did when his wife asked that, right? But I surely don't want to feel that way if the Holy Spirit himself were to ask. So when we open Scripture, the proper way is to start with the Spirit. And one of the best ways that I've found to start with the Spirit is through something called breath prayers. And basically, breath prayers is just taking a section of Scripture, taking a short prayer, and just saying those before we even open Scripture, asking the Spirit to speak. And so we're going to do that today. And basically, how breath prayers work is you'll say one half of the phrase as you inhale and the other half of the phrase as you exhale. And my favorite one that I've used is, here I am, Lord, I am listening. So we're going to do that together. I'll have you repeat after me. I'll do the first portion of the phrase and then the second portion of the phrase. And I'll let you control when you breathe because you're old enough to figure that out. All right? Um, so I'll say first half and then the second half and have you repeat after me. So repeat after me. Here I am, Lord. I am listening. Here I am, Lord. I am listening. 
I love breath prayers because it just kind of sets the tone for the time that you have with God, that invites the Spirit in to say, hey God, I'm right here, I'm nowhere else, like delete all the distractions around me, and I wanna hear from you. I'm listening for you to speak, and he just invites them in to speak and to move. So today what we're gonna do is we're gonna walk through Psalms 23 together, and as we do this, if you need to reference it, it's on the back of your card if you haven't noticed that already. But when you do your soaps, the first portion that you'll come to is the S in soaps, which is scripture. So take your pencil, take your pen, and just write scripture next to that S. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna read Psalms 23, is what we're gonna do today. But anytime you come to scripture, what you're gonna do is read your scripture. And as you're reading scripture, you're going to listen for things that stand out because when you're done reading scripture, what you're gonna do for the scripture portion of your soaps is you're gonna write one or two phrases, one or two verses that stand out to you, that, that speak to you. So let's read Psalm 23 together and then I'll just give you a minute or two to do that together. So let's read Psalm 23. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So what I want you to do is just take the next couple of minutes. If you need to reread it, it's on the back of your card. And just write down one or two verses, one or two phrases that really stood out to you. So let's do that together. As we kind of come back together, here's just two things that I wrote, the two verses, the two phrases that really stood out to me as I was doing my soaps this week for Psalm 23. The first is, he refreshes my soul. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. The second is, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days 
of my life. It doesn't have to be super long. You don't have to write out the entire verse if you don't want, but just one or two verses, one or two phrases that, that stick out to you. And really your goal here is to narrow your focus in. Instead of trying to do what we're gonna do with all of it, what you're gonna do is just narrow your focus in on one or two verses, one or two phrases. And when you're done with the S portion of your soaps, you're gonna go to the O, which is observation. So write observation next to that O. And what I want you to do is I want you to look at the verses. I want you to look at the phrases you wrote down. And I want you to just write one or two observations from those. And what I like to do when I'm looking at my observations is ask myself, what do you see from those verses? What is it asking of you? What's it say about you? What's it asking of God? What's it say about God? That really helps me set the path of what my observations are. So take the next couple of seconds and just write one or two observations that you have. Here's the uh, two observations that, that I wrote down after looking at the phrases and scriptures that I wrote down. The first is, God is the source of refreshment for my soul. And the second is, remember his goodness and love each day. And really what you're wanting to do in observation is just kind of write out, not only your observations, but just write out in your own words, kind of what you understand that you're learning, right? What do you see? There, just write in your own words so you can understand it a little bit better. And when you're done with observation piece of your soaps, you'll go to the A, which is application. So write application next to the A there. And what you're gonna do for application is you're gonna start to ask the question, how do I take these scriptures or phrases and these observations and how do I apply them to my life? What does it look like to apply this to my life? What does it look like to obey the commands I've heard today. So take the next couple of minutes and just think about one or two ways you can apply these to your life.
here's kind of the, the two things that I wrote for, for my application piece. One is what are you doing to seek refreshment from God? Let's start each morning with a refreshment prayer. And the second is write out one way that his goodness and love had impacted you today. You see, application is an extremely important part of the SOAPS process, and when we're reading scripture, it's an important process because we want to be transformed by his word to look more like Jesus, right? That's the goal, and if, if we're not taking what we're hearing and applying it to our lives, then we're missing the mark when it comes to reading scripture. So we wanna make sure that we take our time and think about the application process. The next part of the SOAPS is P, which is prayer. And what you're going to do is I want you to just take the next couple of seconds. And when you get to prayer, what you want to focus in on is just two things. One is just affirm what you've learned today, whether it's about God or about yourself, just reaffirm those truths. Just state what you've learned today. And the second is how do you plan on obeying that? Just voice that to God. Say, God, this is how I plan on doing that. So let's take just a couple of minutes in prayer together. Here's the prayer that I wrote after doing my soaps this week. It says, God, thank you for reminding me that you are the source of true refreshment. Refresh my soul today. Help me to start each day with refreshment from you and from you only. I know that your goodness and love follow me and impact me every day. Please remind me of that to obey these commands. And that's it, it's, it's extremely simple. Your prayer just focuses on, hey God, this is what I've learned today and here's how I plan on obeying that. And the last part of your soaps, the S, is share. And we won't necessarily do that together today, but essentially what you'll do when it comes to the share portion of your soaps is you just start to ask God, who needs to hear this? Who do you want me to share this with? To take what you've heard, to apply it to your life, and to just share that with somebody. And that's how you do your soaps. It's, it's that simple. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to be a New Testament professor to know how to read your Bible. You don't have to be a preacher to hear from God, right? It's simple. I would encourage you to, to take this card, put it in your Bible, put it on your nightstand, wherever you read scripture as a reminder of, here's how I spend time with God. Here's how I read scripture and hear from him. It's pretty simple. You know, as a, as a church, we're really excited uh, to announce that we are going to be reading scripture together as a congregation. We are going to be launching a year-long reading plan. Um, and as a church, we want to be um, a Bible-centric church. Like, we want that to be 
our foundation. We don't want to be just another fluffy church, right? Not only as like staff and elders do we want to be a Bible-centric church, but as disciples, we want Bible-centric people, right? Bible-centric disciples. And as a church, we want to love, live, and lead like Jesus. Like that's who we are. And we believe as all of that, being a Bible-centric church that makes disciples, that makes disciples, that love, lives, and leads like Jesus, part of that is being in Scripture every single day. So we are super excited about what this reading plan is going to do, not only individually, but collectively as a church. And that's something you can pick up on your way out. It's something you can pick up on our app, something you can pick up on our website. And I would encourage you to do that. It's my prayer that, that we would commit, that we would go all in on this reading plan. And it's really led me to, to think and, and ask the question of myself, to say, Matthew, what would it look like for a year to say yes to spending time with God in scripture every single day? How would that impact your relationship with Jesus? How would that impact your relationship with other people? How would that impact your ability to love, to live and to lead like Jesus? How would that impact your discipleship? It's also had me dreaming and, and wondering like what would happen if all of us here at Fern Creek said yes to spending time with God every single day through scripture. Like what would happen to your relationship with Jesus? What would happen to your relationship with others at work, at ball teams, like whatever it is, how would that impact your ability to love, to live and to lead like Jesus? How would that impact your discipleship? And so I am super excited to see what God's gonna do with this reading plan. And it's my hope and it, it's my prayer and firm belief that if we say yes to this, if you say yes to this reading plan, to diving into scripture every single day with Jesus, that it not only would impact your life, not only impact your relationship with Jesus, your relationship with others, not only would it change the way that I think we look, but I think it would change the way that heaven would look. I firmly believe that if we said yes to this, that there would be other people's lives and other people's eternities changed because we said yes to spending time with God and scripture every single day. Let's pray. Well, thanks again for tuning in. I hope that message encouraged you to love, live, and lead like Jesus, to become a disciple that makes more disciples. That is why Fern Creek Christian Church exists. Hey, while you're already on your mobile device, why don't you go to Apple Store or Google Play and download the Fern Creek Christian Church app today. On the app, You'll be able to see other podcasts we have, just like this one. You'll be able to stay up to date on Fern Creek Christian Church news and announcements. And you'll see events and the church calendar throughout the year. Man, you need to download this app today. I'm serious. Go do it. Hey, I want to take a second to invite you to worship with us on Sunday mornings, either online or in person. We have three services, one at 845 that we call our homecoming service. That features more hymns and southern gospel music. But then we also have two contemporary services at 10 and 1115. If you would like to give to the ministry happening here at Fern Creek, I want you to go online to our website, www.ferncreekcc.org, and click on the big giving tab you'll see on our main page. 
If you would like to talk more about the message you just heard or you would like to pray with somebody, call us at 502-239-9300. Again, that's 502-239-9300. Or email us at office at ferncreekcc.org. Well, if you're not already a member at Fern Creek Christian Church, we want this place to become your home. So with that, hope you have a blessed rest of your week. Grace, peace. See you next time, church.